of PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off of everything in the SGPN Store. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, April the 19th, currently 11.25 on the East Coast. Here to get into some more player props for the Wednesday night schedule in the NBA playoffs. And joining me, as usual, to help me break down the player props, I got my guy here with me, Chris B. Cappin. Chris, What's going on, my man? How you doing, bro? I'm good, you know. I'm good, man. The, the playoffs have been a treat, you know. If, uh, you know, we always talk about wanting to get to this time of the season, and uh, it's been it's been good, man. Not to just you know to to, to better them, but to watch as well. It's kind of refreshing to get some good basketball, you know. So so I, I can't complain, man. Everything is, is going well. I uh, feel like we've seen the board clearly. Trying to trying to c- c- continue to dominate him, you know, and <laughs> make as much money as we possibly can in these playoffs. So uh, I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Yeah, it's been it's been uh it's been pretty good. I think the games have been really good uh so far in the playoffs. I know we had I think what two blowouts maybe. <clears throat> that Atlanta Boston series they should probably just end it right now. Uh just let Boston advance because that that series is nowhere close. Um to what's uh <laughs> I mean, I don't think Atlanta really has a chance to uh, I don't think even to win a game right now, but like man, look, I'm gonna be honest. Like we had some tech issues <laughs> before we got on here, Chris. But hey, we're, we're gonna we're gonna grind it out here. We're gonna get the player props here in for um, our listeners. But hey, Chris, look, there was some um, some injury news that definitely happened over the weekend. Really, some bad news for some of these teams here. But kind of want to quickly go through it with you, and and I think that. Some obviously are more impactful than others, right? And, and the three injuries right now have been Tyler Hero, who broke his hand. He's going to be gone for the rest of the season for the Miami Heat, or at least for four to six weeks. I uh, don't see Miami making it that far <clears throat> or making a deep playoff run. We also saw uh, Giannis uh, go down with a back injury after he fell uh, after Kevin Love, you know, trying to jar- take a charge. Uh, on him he came back in that game one against the Miami Heat coach Bud said he didn't look right so they took him out for more precautionary reasons Um, you know that's a team that a lot of people are expecting to at least at minimum make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and also the injury to John Morant he hurt his wrist in game one against the LA Lakers Um, I guess I want to kind of get your perspective I feel like that the Giannis injury is obviously the most impactful but, I mean, you and I and, and our guys have talked about it during the regular season that this Bucks team isn't too bad without Giannis in the lineup. Like, they've been in those situations, and so has the Memphis Grizzlies uh, without John Moran. But I wanted to ask you, Chris, which injury do you think is more impactful for at least these round one matchups? Is it Giannis? Is it the Bucks without Giannis, or is it Grizzlies without John Moran? Yeah, that's that's an interesting conversation, you know. If I think, um, like you said, the Grizzlies without, well, Giannis without the the Bucks without Giannis is, uh, you know, they they I feel like they're still head and shoulders to, you know, uh, it, it doesn't mean as much to that series, especially when Tyler Hero breaks his hand as well. Uh, you know, you just you hate to see that, you know, as a as a competitor, um, as a as a you know somebody who 
doesn't really think that the Miami Heat have a chance to win that series in the first place. You don't want to see him go down. So it kind of feels like the Bucks should, you know, still be able to kind of take care of business. But, um, you know, and that's a 1-8 series as well, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of deficiencies, it feels like, that the Miami Heat have. But on the opposite side, man, this this 7-2 series between uh, between the Lakers and the Grizzlies, you know, and Jod, you know, not being there, they're already shorthanded without the services of Brandon Clark and Steven Adams. Yeah. kind of feels like that one has a lot more, you know, implications because they're, they're not playing against a, you know, regular seven seed. <laughs> the Lakers team in the second half, of, you know, since they made the trade, I think, uh, 18 and seven best record in the NBA yeah. uh, since, since the all-star break. Um, so it, it, you know, it feels like the Lakers, you know, were the team that were trying to figure it out throughout the entirety of the season when they still had Westbrook and where, you know, had those small lineups and mm-hmm. guards weren't taller than five. It feels like five, nine, right? Like, yeah. so, yeah. so, so, uh, I think it, you know, it's a lot more meaning and, um, you know, we, we don't know John Morant right now is listed as game time decision, but, and it does impact, of course, you know, these handicapping these player props. But um, I would lean towards him not playing. And even if he does, you know, probably not being as effective. I, I read reports, you know, that he wasn't uh, taking off his sock by himself or tying up his shoes. So how, how efficient can you be? I know it's on his left hand, um, you know, not necessarily a yeah. shooting hand, but you, you need both of your wrists to be, to be effective in basketball, right? So, um, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, to answer your question, I think the, the, the John Morant injury is, a lot more meaningful, especially with them being down 0-1. And, um, you know, uh, the Bucks are down 0-1 as well. But they, like you said, they they played, you know, pretty good basketball without them. They have other guys that can kind of step up. And they're a much more deeper team as well. So uh, definitely I think the John Morant injury uh, has better, you know, more implications on this game. Yeah, I just think it's a, the opponent that the Grizzlies are facing with LeBron and AD. And I think that, you know, since they made those trades at the trade deadline by, you know, acquiring D'Angelo Russell, you know, Rui Atamora, I think that trade is kind of forgotten about because they acquired, you know, D'Lo, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt in that three-team deal uh, that sent Westbrook over to Utah eventually with the buyout. But, you know, Rui Atamora was really that guy in that first game for the uh, L.A. Lakers where he dropped 29 points, and then we saw Desmond Bain giving more bullets and material for the Lakers as saying that, Hey, let's see if we can do it again for a team that's down, you know, already one game in the series, which possibly is going to be without John Moran. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Chris, that if he, if he does play in the series that, or if he does play in game two, that how effective is he going to be? So I think for me as well, is that when we talk about the Grizzlies from you're going from your superstar player in John Morant to your next best player, Desmond Bain. Okay, I see it. But then after Desmond Bain, I think there's a significant fall off on who can step up for this team, right? Uh, for the Lakers, let's say if LeBron or one of the LeBron or AD gets out, you still have another to- arguably top five player still on your roster. And guys like like Rui Achimura, Austin Reeves, who's had a tremendous, uh, you know, I can final third of the se- or two-thirds of a season where he's really flourished in his role for the L.A. Lakers. So it'll be interesting to see what the adjustments that the uh, Grizzlies do make with or without um, John Morant. Giannis officially was listed doubtful um, as of the injury report uh, this morning as well. He's still listed doubtful, but I think that give credit to Miami for the way they played in game one. They punched the, you know, Milwaukee Bucks in the mouth in that first quarter and really kind of didn't look back. So um, I think the the Bucks are going to be fine. I think that I agree with you. I think the John Moran one is more significant 
as far as injury implications. Um, All right, before we get into our player props here for the Wednesday night games in the association, uh, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. And what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also already got NFL best ball draft with a guaranteed half a million in prizes. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, Chris, let's get into our player props here for tonight. Uh, why don't you lead us off, my man? What do you got for your first player prop for tonight? Yeah, all right. So, you know, I like to go in order, you know. So we're going we to start with the with the first game, which I guess technically would be the, the, the Laker game because that, that, that game tips off first. But um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll stay in that game. Um, going to that game, you know, I, I, I think, um, you know, to everybody listening, I think, you know, definitely take this with a grain of salt because, you know, we're doing this podcast before we have official injury news. But yep. in, that, in this first game, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Austin Reeves uh, and I'm also looking at Desmond Bain. So I'll start with Austin Reeves first. Uh, I, this dude has been on another level recently, you know, and I know that the, I know that the, 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 six, the, the, the Grizzlies are in a desperation spot. They have to come out. They, you have to avoid going down 0-2, you know, especially when both of those games are on your home court. But I like Austin Reeves. I think that, you know, the, the playoffs are all about adjustments. I don't think that he necessarily scores as many points as he does in the last game. He, I mean, he, you know, came out and said, I'm him at the end of it, right? Finished mm-hmm. with 23 points. His points probably sitting at 15 and a half. So the books haven't adjusted too much. I'm looking more so, you know, at his rebounds plus assists. We know that he has like a tremendous impact in the game no matter what, right? And this line yeah. is already juiced. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's minus 125. I think it's the best odds that you can find. Definitely shop around, as we always say. Yep. Um, but his usage has been through the roof. You know, if I expect the same type, uh, you know, usage tonight, he's played at least 30 minutes in 11 of his last 12 games. And he's finished with seven um, rebounds plus assists or, or eight. I'm sorry. He finished with seven and seven rebounds plus assists. I think he had four, four assists and three rebounds in the first game. But he's six for nine in his last nine games to that number. Um, so I think, you know, just from a usage perspective, right, we know that LeBron will uh, – he didn't have the best game one. And he honestly, he may not have the best game two because Dylan Brooks is a pretty solid defender, yeah. uh, especially if the, you know, the Grizzlies can keep the Lakers out of, you know, out of transition. But Austin Reeves is somebody that's going to you know, always be looking to make the right play. I think that's why you know, that's the intangible that kind of gets overlooked, right? He, he can get to the free throw line, but he also can facilitate. He can rebound the ball. He's like a Swiss Army knife for this team. So first player prop of the day, you know, if I'm, I'm staying away from the points. Um, but I do like Austin Reeves rebounds plus assists over seven and a half. I think that if you take a look at what kind of transpired in game one, I think we touched on where we're talking about the injury stuff <clears throat> for the Grizzlies is that you don't have Steven Adams. You don't have um, Brandon Clark, two of your, I don't, well, one of your better rebounders with Steven Adams, obviously. And then obviously, and then Brandon Clark coming off the bench that that's opened up a lot of opportunities for guys on the Lakers to grab those rebounds and really limit the second chance points opportunities for the Memphis Grizzlies. We saw it in game one with Anthony Davis had double digit rebounds. I think LeBron had 10 rebounds in that game. You mentioned it, Austin Reeves as well. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to double Austin Reeves, but I think that he's really gotten comfortable in his role as the season has progressed with the LA Lakers. You know, LeBron said it uh, in the, in the post game interview that he knew that, 
uh, Austin Reeves wasn't going to be a two-way player for a very long time, um, you know, in so many words. So, and again, with Austin Reeves, he's he's really flourished for the Lakers. I think that that success that we talked about in the second half of the season, you got to give a lot of credit to Austin Reeves as well, whether, like you mentioned, whether it's been scoring or filling up the statue with rebounds and assists. So, yeah, I, I'll definitely get behind that with you with Austin Reeves. I think something might, that may be happening is that he probably scours – you know, after those starting lineups are announced, looking for the baddies in the, in, on the on the sideline, you know, he got, he got some baddies there. You know, he's going to come out and play well <laughs> for the L.A. Lakers. Um, also staying the same game here, uh, Chris, for my first player prop. I also went with a rebounds and assist prop here as well. Uh, I'm going to go LeBron James over 14 and a half uh, uh, rebounds and assists. You mentioned it that Dylan Brooks is going to be matched up on LeBron where, you know, we got to give LeBron credit for the way oh, sorry, we got to give Dylan Brooks credit for the way he, you know, defends LeBron James. But we know LeBron, obviously the one of the best players in the league or even ever in the entire NBA. But LeBron impacts the game in in so many different ways. If you need him to score the basketball, take over a game, he can do that. But we've seen him a lot of times when it comes to the playoffs in that facilitator role. And I think we really saw that in game one as well. I mean, you take a look at what he did um, in game one. I believe he he got over this projection. Like I mentioned, he did have 10 assists. Uh, sorry, 10 rebounds in that game one against the Grizzlies. He also had five assists in that game. But if you go back, to his last 10 career games against the um excuse me against the uh Grizz. he's gone over this projection of 14 and a half in eight out of those 10 games against the memphis grizzlies so again when we talk about the playoffs even a regular season game you know lebron's always a threat to get a triple double for you but you know, last game, like I mentioned, 11 rebounds, five assists. Uh, prior to that, against the Minnesota Timberwolves in that playing tournament game, 45 minutes, he had another 10 rebounds, six assists. And he's gotten at least six assists in four of the last five games that he has played in. And I think, again, we talked about the rebounding that they don't have Steven Adams, they don't have Brandon Clark. So it's going to be a lot of one and done possessions for the Memphis Grizzlies, where guys like Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, LeBron James are, are eating up those rebounds for the Lakers. So I thought this number was a little conservative at 14 and a half here, Chris. So I'm taking LeBron rebounds and assist over 14 and a half. I love it. You know, I absolutely love it, man. I think, uh, you know, just to kind of add on, not regurgitate what you said, but um, LeBron didn't, he didn't necessarily look like e- extremely, um, you know, like he was in control of the game, right? When you think about Hachimura and, uh, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Austin Reeves and what Anthony Davis was able to provide to the team with the 22 and 12, it didn't look like Brown was like really in control of the game. But if you go back and, you know, just look at the data, he had a 28.1% usage rate, you know, which to me, you know, is the highest usage rate of anybody that played in the game with, with Desmond Bain being second. So, he still was in control of the game, you know? Like, I think, like you said, he, he plays the game the right way, so he's not necessarily going to force it, right? So that's why we're – I think that's why you probably didn't target his points, which he shot 8 for 16 and finished with 21 points. So if you took his points, probably you lost. But if you took the rebounds yeah. plus assists, you absolutely cash. So absolutely, I love I love that look, you know? And I also like that it's backed by, like you said, the statistical data, whether it's playoffs or not, you know, he he's – LeBron's LeBron, right? So, yeah. I mean, I think that's enough said on that one, you know? If I, I love, the, love the look, but it also endorsed that one. It's also the fact that game one, you got 71 points from Rui Atamora. 
D'Lo and I think Austin Reeves was the other guy that it like LeBron doesn't have to go out and score 30, 35 points a night for you right now. As of I know it's only game one, but you know, the the rules the player stepped up for the uh Lakers in that game one. So hopefully that can continue where LeBron, you know, obviously we know he can take over a game, but I think it's it's a breath of fresh fresh air for him that hey. I have guys on this roster that can put it, put the ball in the basket, whether it's, you know, my role players with Rui Achimura, D'Lo, Austin Reese, and those type of players. And when, again, if you need them to take over, we know LeBron is fully capable of that. Um, all right, take us over to player prop number two. Chris, what do you got? All right, cool, cool, cool. Let's go. Let's get out of this game. Uh, we might come back to this one, but let's go. Let's get out of this game right. and go to uh, let's go to the Heat and the Bucks game. Another another game that's uh, East Coast early start time. Um, so in this one, you know, if I, it's a couple different ways I'm looking, but I think the most spicy one will probably be, uh, probably be, Jim, no, I'm sorry, probably be Bam. Um, I'm looking at his rebounds plus assists, similar to, to what we were kind of talking about, right? Yeah. You mentioned um, one thing that I hadn't really taken into consideration, but that is, you know, Tyler Hero in this one, in his absence, you know, with the with the broken wrist, it's, it's so funny to to watch, you know, uh, Spolstra and, and Pat Riley and how they like to manipulate the injury report, you know, because they still haven't even listed this guy's out. I think he's listed as down. <laughs> so, you know, they, they're never going to give you anything, man. I, 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 you know, I love it from, from, you know, the old school perspective, but I hate it as, a, you know, trying to handicap these games. Um, Tyler Hero, this dude, um, you know, is, is a guy that can get others involved. He did only play 19 minutes and have two assists in that game, but – um, I think, you know, just with, with, with his absence, I think that, you know, just increases the usage for Bam. And Bam does well. I don't know if people pay attention to it. He does well with, you know, playing against Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez can't move his feet, of course, as quickly as, as uh, you know, Bam can. And I think they're, <clears throat> excuse me, Spolstra is doing a really good job of running a lot of that, you know, a lot of the action through Bam. Um, yeah. You know, they, they play, a, the Bucks play a lot of drop coverage, and that allows, you know, Bam to be able to score or facilitate and just have the ball more, you know, in, increase usage. So, Bam is seven of eight in his last eight regular season games versus the Bucks, And, you know, of course, his playoff intensity, you know, we, we, we expect, you know, more from uh, some of these numbers to kind of drop. But he's also three for three in his last three playoff games as well to the over 12 and a half rebounds plus assists, you know. So, like I said, a lot of, lot of drop coverage. Uh, Bam, th- this number, I think, was minus 115, minus 120 range. Um, and he's continued, you know, consistently got over this number. And like I said, I like it more even more because without Tyler Harrell being there, I think they run even more offense through him. They only have about two guys, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's literally, you know, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo that, you know, initiates this offense. Um, if we're, you know, not, not thinking about a guy like Kyle Lowry, who has kind of picked it up a little bit, but also is listed as questionable for this game. So give me Bam over 12 and a half rebounds plus assists in this one, you know? Yeah. I know Bam has struggled. Um, or I should say this, that he hasn't looked like the BAM that we were used to seeing, um, whether it's been this season or, you know, in the in the play-in tournament games. And I think now, like you mentioned, in the absence of Tyler Hero, that he's going to have to be that guy for the Miami Heat. I mean, we know Jimmy Buckets, is, he's, he's, he's going to get his. Like, when it comes to the playoffs, this guy just has a flip switch. But... I think Bam has to be that consistent guy now with Tyler Hero being out for rest of the year for the Miami Heat. Um, and then you, okay, and because if you get that consistent play from Jimmy Butler and Bam 
then whoever steps up after that, you're okay with whether it's Gabe Vincent who had a great game one, uh, whether it's Max Strews, uh, whether it's Duncan Robinson finally stepping up this season because he's been a ghost ever since he signed that contract extension with the Miami Heat. But, you know, with Bam, like we've seen it, like we know he can rebound the basketball. The offense can run through him, whether it's pick and roll. And I think you hit the nail on the head as well as that Brooke Lopez isn't as quick on his feet. Like he can't stay with Bam. So I think that's going to give an opportunity here for Bam to kind of be at that top of that three point, you know, arc kind of facilitating the offense and finding some of these shooters for the Miami Heat. So I definitely can see him getting over this number of um, what was the number that you said for his points? Oh, sorry, for his rebounds and assists? Uh, 12 and a half. Yeah, I like it. And again, if he does get into double digit rebound, oh, sorry, yeah, double digit rebounds, there, I definitely see a world where he can get at least at three assists at minimum. For yeah, the nine and Heat. seven in the first game, you know, is the last thing I wanted to mention. So yeah. I, I, I don't expect the, the Miami Heat to get as many assists as they did in the last game. This team was bottom oh. uh, seven, I think, in, in, in assists per game throughout the regular season. So I know him and Jimmy were, you know, kind of moving that thing and a lot of, you know, three point shots going in. So I don't necessarily think that, you know, he, he gets it just based on the assist, which is why I kind of, you know, paired it with the rebounds because somebody will have to go down there and rebound the basketball for, for the Miami Heat. We know that the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks shoot a lot of three pointers, a lot of yep. outside shots. So, uh, Bam shit, you know, I think he, I think he goes over the combination here, you know. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Uh, all right, before we get into player prop number two, let me tell everyone about the SGPN merch store. Uh, we're brought to you by the SGPN merch store, and in honor of the NBA playoffs from now until the end of April, get 10% off anything in the SGPN merch store when you uh, use promo code SGPNBA. So head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off of everything. In the merch store, look, the NHL playoffs are also well underway. Uh, they have a lot of great stuff in the uh, SGP and merch, whether it's shirts, coffee mugs. Um, if you want Kramer's face on a T-shirt for draft day, that's going to be coming up for the NFL season. So definitely check it out. A lot of great different options, a lot of great colors, whether it's the NFL gear, NBA gear, NHL, MMA. They have all that great stuff. So definitely check it out uh, in the SGP and merch store. But make sure you use promo code SGPNBA. Uh, to get 10% off of everything. All right, Chris, let me get into player prop number two for myself. And as soon as I do that, I accidentally click out on my uh, notes where I have my plays here. So give me a second. Let me pull that back up. Uh, let's go over to the game. Uh, uh, my best bet is in that Bucks and the Heat game, so I will I will save that one. Uh, let's go over to let's go over to that Denver game. Um, I have two, two plays in this actually. Start with the first one. Um, I'm going to go Anthony Edwards steals and blocks over two and a half at plus one twenty. And I think the conversation has kind of been on. Uh, gambling Twitter, or even, you know, some maybe even your group chats that Anthony Edwards, if he wants to commit himself on the defensive end, he he can do it. And he's really filling up the stat sheet when it comes to those steals and blocks um, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we just take a look at the last four games that he has played in. Let's even go back last five games that he has played in for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm going to quickly read off what he's done as far, far as steals and blocks. So I'll go back to the regular season against the San Antonio Spurs where they beat them by 20, put up 151 points in that game. He only played 25 minutes in that game, Chris, but he did have two steals. 
After that, against the Pelicans, four steals, four blocks. Against the Lakers in the play-in tournament game, one steal, three blocks. In the second play-in tournament game where they secured the eighth seed, he had one block, sorry, two steals, one block. And then in game one against the Denver Nuggets in 28 minutes, again, uh, two steals, one block. So I think that the market hasn't caught up on this number for Anthony Edwards because we've seen it. Like, if you watch him on the defensive end, he can create havoc. Like, he gets his hands in those passing lanes for the uh, uh, Denver Nuggets. He can block shots as well. Um, I think that the value is here, especially at a plus price where this guy has done it in four straight games, um, dating back to the last four games, whether that's been the play in tournament or the regular season uh, at plus 120 here. I have to take a bite of this uh, player prop here. So Anthony Edwards over two and a half steals and blocks combined. Chris, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I absolutely love it. You know, I was just talking to somebody. Uh, I think it was Saturday. I was taking my son to soccer practice and. Um, was talking to a guy that's from Atlanta that, you know, say he's been watching Anthony Edwards since he was in high school. And um, we were talking about just how, how athletic this guy is and, like, how, like what his potential is. And we, we both, you know, say he's, he's really just kind of scratching the surface. I think, you know, he really enjoys getting down and playing defense as well. I also think that, you know, it's, it's not as difficult when you, when you have another, you know, bona fide superstar on the offensive end, right? We know that it's really hard to play defense, you know, at 100% when you also are trying to, you know, be the focal point of the offense as well. But having Cat, Cat back, I think, you know, take some of that offensive pressure off him. You know, if Chris Finch likes to run a lot of, you know, sets where they're getting everybody involved and not just focusing on getting Anthony Edwards involved. Um, so I, I absolutely love, 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 uh, love that look over, you said two and a half, right, you know? Two and a half plus 120. Plus 120, and you, you, you got to love it when you get into that, you know, at those odds as well. They, they'll come in here and, you know, try to be a lot more physical as well. I, I listen to the, to the reports. It sounds like they, their, their game plan is to be a lot more physical with Denver, and physicality typically starts with defense. Defense yep. typically turns into steals plus blocks, you know, so I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, all right, Chris, take us over to player prop number three before we get into best bets. What do you got, my man? Okay, so for my player prop, prop number three, I'm going to go back, you know, I'm going to go back to, to the game that we just talked about. Well, the game that we talked about earlier, going back to the Lakers and um, in the Grizzlies game. Um, and I'm, 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 I'm looking at Desmond Bain in this one, you know. I think, um, you know, desperation spot. We saw it last night with, with, with a couple of the teams and, and specifically targeting the guys that didn't necessarily play as well and they were at home as favorites, I think, you know, a, a good example of this might be uh, Donovan Mitchell went off in game one, but they lost, right? Yeah. Game two, you see, you know, Darius Garland really step up and play really, really well. If you take his points over, he cast. If you took his, you know, uh, uh, threes over, you know, he absolutely killed those as well. So I think some of those guys will, you know, put a little – I think they put a little more onus on themselves. And in game one for the, the Memphis Grizzlies, we saw – Jared Jackson Jr. play out of his mind. I don't think we think anybody expected that of him. And even, you know, Ja, ja played 30 minutes and didn't necessarily have the greatest performance. But um, I'm looking at Desmond Bain. You know, if I like I like his points, rebounds, and assists. The line is sitting at 34 and a half. I also think you could just play his points at 23 and a half as well. Uh, already providing the bulletin board material. I think he's, you know, really confident in him, in himself. Um, and without Ja, or even with a limited Ja, I think that he's the guy that steps up big in this spot. You know, if he shot just five for thirteen in Game One, only shot two for nine from the three point line as well. 
And I think this is a desperation spot, right? I expect a lot more usage from him, even though he did have 28% last game. Um, a lot of people will probably pivot to Tyus Jones, and I couldn't talk anybody off of that. But Memphis was also – they were out-rebounded 45-34 to 34 in game one. And we know rebounding is, you know, mainly effort, right? Like, of course, the Lakers have bigger guys, but giving up 10 offensive rebounds um, in that last game, I expect Desmond Bain to kind of go down and try to crash the boards, help out, you know, guys like Xavier Tillman and Jared Jackson Jr., he also had six assists in the last game and took over some of those facilitating duties as well. So I think he continues to do that with Ja Morant in there because we know he won't be 100% or without Ja Morant as well. So, uh, you know, the points, I think, over 23 and a half, it's a good look. But I took the whole points, rebounds, and assists. You know, if minus 113 uh, is the best odds that I could find to go over 34 and a half points, rebounds, and assists for Mr. Mr. Bain tonight. I think that this was something else I was looking at as well for Desmond Bain here tonight, whether it was just it was just his points or he was rebounds and assists as well for Desmond Bain. But again, you know, it's all hinges on, you know, John Morant. I think that even if he is in the lineup, Chris, I don't think that he's going to be as effective or maybe he's going to try to go out there and see if it's a pain tolerance thing that see if he can handle it. If not, it's Desmond Bain time. Right. And I think that you mentioned it um, that he steps he this team number one has been in situations dating back to last season that even in the regular season they played well without john Morant. they didn't have him in the playoffs last year i believe for a game as well or a couple games without uh, john Morant against the warriors and then this season as well whether he was injured or whether you know he was dealing with the off-court stuff but desmond bain has been the one guy that has stepped up in the absence of john Morant when he's not in the lineup right and if we kind of take a look at just the pure numbers in the 16 games without desmond bain in the lineup, Bain averaged 22.1 points uh, per game. But more importantly, he got an, uh, an average of 17.3 shot attempts per game in that span without John Moran. He also got up six and a half three-point attempts in those games without John Moran, where he knocked down two and a half three-pointers on average per game. So I think, number one, that in the minds of the Memphis Grizzlies here, Chris, that this game, too, is you got to treat it like a game seven because it sounds a little bit cliche, but because you go down 2-0 or 0-2 to the LA Lakers, now you have to go out and win four out of the five next games against LeBron James and Anthony Davis in this Lakers squad, which, again, they're going to be, what, four of those are going to be, three of those are going to be on the road in LA if the series makes it that far. So, again, I think for Desmond Bain, you know, like you mentioned, he does a lot of that talking, but it's now time for him to back it up. I think Jaron Jackson Jr., is going to have a big of a game as he did in game one if he does have that great for the Grizzlies but I think he's going to have to start and stop with Desmond Bain so yeah I think that he's going to be a really important factor here tonight uh, with even with John Moran or without John Moran in the lineup here tonight for the Grizzlies um, all right let me go over to my third player prop before we get into best bets uh, I am going to go with the Joker uh I think the theme of this episode really has been rebounds and assists, uh, Chris. So I'm going to go with Nikola Jokic, rebounds and assists, over 21 and a half here tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think there was some news about Joker also dealing with a wrist injury, so we're not sure how effective that he is going to be, at least shooting the basketball. But we know the guy can walk into a gym and post a triple-double within the first half of a game. I mean, we've never seen that before. And this guy has done it on multiple occasions, but... Um, kind of go back and look at the last 10 regular season games against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Joker, like LeBron, 
uh, like he has done against the Grizzlies, has gone over this projection in those last 10 games as well. Uh, I think that in game one, he would have definitely gotten over this number as well. Uh, but if, if it wasn't for a blowout, he fell one stat short of getting over this number in game one, where he only played 28 minutes, Chris. He scored 14 points and six assists. Um, and I think he, he took that close line foul on Anthony Edwards to kind of check himself out of the game because at that point he had fouled out, but they really didn't need uh, um, the Joker at that point. But hopefully this game is a lot more closer than um, what we've seen in game one because Joker hasn't really played a lot of minutes going to back to the last three games, but we know that he's going to get the rebounds. He's going to get his teammates involved. Uh, like I mentioned, over his last 10 regular season games against the Wolves, he's catches at an 80% rate. Uh, in the four games, he played only an average of 30 minutes against the Minnesota Timberwolves during the regular season. And he averaged re- uh, 11 rebounds and 11 assists in, four, in all, the, all four of those games. I know it's a very fine line, but again, I expect him to play some more minutes here tonight because we know the usage rate for Joker is very uh, – it's it's through the roof. And also the offense does run through Nikola Jokic. So um, I am going to take Nikola Jokic. This one's at minus 105. I think you can also find this. Definitely shop around for the best number like I mentioned. But I'm going to take the Joker over 21.5 rebounds and assists combined here in game two against the T-Wolves. Cannot talk you off. You know, this dude is a monster, <laughs> absolute machine, especially at home. Uh, and uh, I was reading reports, you know, just the only quick thing I'll add, I was reading reports from um, one of the beat writers and he was saying that uh, he was saying that coach Mike Malone um, was, was running the practice yesterday as if they were down 0-1. So I think, you know, you just get a level of focus from this team yet again, um, lots to prove, you know, within their locker room, just based on how they kind of coasted through, you know, took a lot of criticism. Uh, came out, responded well, gave up 80 points. <laughs> and we know the Timberwolves are the greatest offensive team, but 80 points, nobody on the team reached 20 points. I, I think Anthony Edwards finished with 18 and Carl Anthony Towns finished with 11. But uh, that that's absolutely incredible on the defensive end. So, um, you know, if, they, if they're able to come out here and play defense, anything close to what, what we saw in game one, it presents a lot of rebound opportunities for yeah. – for uh for 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 Jokic um and then the last thing you know if it's just you know his usage man dude is uh 25% usage rate and you know that's not, without even playing the whole game yeah. so I expect that to increase as well and the the sixth opportunity to be there for sure yeah I mean I think you nailed it as well that Denver really kind of coasted through the regular season it's now time for them to step up to the plate. I think, you know, they'll they'll put their foot on the on the throats of the Minnesota Timberwolves because this off this team offensively is just inept, man. It's, I think again it kind of goes back to the beginning of the season where they had Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns on the floor at the same time where their offensive efficiency just wasn't very good. And when Rudy oh, sorry, yeah, when Rudy was off the floor and Cal was on, they were really good. So I think because Cat missed what fifty one games during the regular season with a calf injury that they didn't get time to figure things out. And I think that's kind of carried over um, for them, at least in, in round one here. Fortunately, they got the victory against the Thunder in that playing tournament game, but I think we're starting to see the effects of that lack of playing time between the two big men for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we'll see if they can figure it out. Um, I think they obviously have their hands full with the number one seed, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, all right, so that is three player props each. Let's get into our best bets for the Wednesday night schedule here in the NBA. Chris, lead us off with your best bet. What do you got? 
Best bet. We're going back to the Bucks game. You know, hopefully I didn't take yours. <laughs> I know you said yours is in this Bucks I, game. I, well. I have a feeling we have a double best bet here, but go ahead. <laughs> we, we may have it. Uh, I'm looking at Drew, you know. Drew. Let's go. <laughs> double best bet. Let's do it. Drew Holiday. I'm, I'm, I'm looking specifically at uh, rebounds and assists. You know, I think any of these guys could step up offensively. You know, uh, they have a, you know, a bunch of different guys that can kind of fill it up offensively when we think about you know, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis. I think Brooke Lopez has a bigger game as well. So offensively, I'm not, you know, really thinking that, you know, it'll be necessarily, uh, you know, a, a lot of Drew Holiday. Of course, he could go over, you know, the points as well. I think yeah. that's that's definitely in play. But uh, specifically, uh, rebounds and assists, um, you know, if he, he this guy's a Swiss Army knight for this team. I, I expect him to have a, a much bigger performance than he did in game one. They, uh, you know, Coach Bud has this history of, coming out and just kind of laying over in game one, no matter what seed they are. And, and it's kind of mind-boggling. But, you know, I expect them to clamp down to, to, to play defense. To I expect the rebound opportunities to be there because I don't expect the uh, the, the, the uh, Miami Heat to shoot 60% from the three-point line. They had the best game of the season in game one uh, in Milwaukee. So I expect the, the, rebound assist, the, the rebounds to be there. And I expect Drew Holiday to be the guy that's getting everybody else involved. Like I said, Swiss Army Knife, I love the desperation spot after losing game one. Um, in this season, uh, you know, without Giannis, who is listed as doubtful, this guy's averaging nine and a half assists and 5.2 rebounds, good for 15.7, you know, rebounds plus assists, you know, so across 11 games. So I do like uh, Drew Holiday. And uh, the one thing I like about this most is it's still, it's plus money. If you go over on FanDuel, it's plus 110. uh, Drew Holiday over 14 and a half rebounds plus assists, you know, best bet of the day. I love it. I'm on Drew Holiday here as well. I just took his points and assists over 28 and a half. This one's a little more juicy at minus. I got it at minus 120 last night. It's up to minus 130, but again, definitely shop around for the best number. I would buy this up to 29 and a half to get some better odds as well. But kind of everything that you said there, Chris, about Drew Holiday, whether you want to get on his rebounds or assists, his PRA, or just his uh, points and assists like I'm on here. And Again, we talked about the injury concern with Giannis, who's like we mentioned it. He's he's officially doubtful here for tonight, uh, dealing with a back injury. Um, but again, the guy that has stepped up in the in his absence has been Drew Holiday, right? During the regular season, eleven games without Giannis, Drew Holiday in those uh, eleven games averaged twenty two point twenty two point six points and nine point six assists per game. Uh, and since Drew Holiday joined the Bucks, he's faced his Miami Heat. T- team 10 times during the regular season he's gone over this projection in six of those games game one of this series didn't have a great shooting night six of 18 still had 16 points but he still had 16 dimes in that in game one for the milwaukee bucks he's also gone over this projection of points and assists with or without Giannis in three straight games for the milwaukee bucks i think it's going to be a big night for drew holiday um, if they want to even up the series. So I'm looking for Drew Holiday and Chris Milton to dominate this game. So we kind of given you guys three different ways of however you want to dissect Drew Holiday. It's going to be a big night for Drew Holiday. If you want to go with rebounds and assists for Holiday like Chris is on, I'm on points and assists. If you just want to play the PRA, if you want to sprinkle on a triple-double for Drew Holiday, I think that's definitely in the realm of possibility for him. But yeah, I mean, like Chris mentioned, like I mentioned, I think it's going to be a big night for Drew Holiday. So uh, expect him to fill up the stat sheet uh, for him. You know, Chris said it the best. It's he's a Swiss Army knife for this uh, for this um, Milwaukee Bucks team, and I don't think that even if Kyle Lowry plays in this game or whoever is matched up on him are going to be able to really you know 
contain a true holiday, whether it's rebounding the basketball, whether it's getting his teammates involved, or it's even scoring the basketball as well. So hopefully it's a big night here for a true holiday, uh, Chris. So we're, we're all in on true holiday uh, tonight. I don't know if you saw this before we wrap up here, Chris, that there was an anonymous poll that kind of went out throughout the league. Uh, uh polling players about different categories, you know, players that are over the most overrated. Um, but the one that kind of stuck out to me, and I think it made a lot of sense is that the players voted drew holiday as the toughest defender in the, in the entire association. So I think kind of speaks volumes how great of a two way player drew holiday is. Yeah. And I, I would only be able to agree. I know they, they, they work with the guy. They, they got to score against them. So their yeah. perspective might be a little bit different than mine, but I would definitely say he's the best on ball defender uh, from a guard perspective, I mean, he just he's he's very well conditioned. I think that's where it starts, right? Like to yep. be able to kind of lock in um, throughout the entirety of the game and take away the best offensive perimeter player um, speaks volumes to your you know to your conditioning. But then it's also mindset, right? I think yep. you know he I, I watched some interviews with you know him and his brothers, and they talk about being competitive among you know throughout the entire entirety of their lives, yep. uh, you know, with their father and you know everybody else in their life. So um, yeah, I think that's where it starts and. I think you definitely see a championship uh, level of intensity uh, mm-hmm. and um, you know, that, that kind of spills over probably into everything that you talked about, you know, point rebounds, assists, <laughs> whatever you want to take. We know that the heat are, are um, I would say a little bit fool's gold. They're not as good as they played in game one yeah. uh, offensively or defensively. So I, I, I expect some regression to, uh, to the mean for uh, some progression to the mean for, for Drew Holiday today. You know, if I like it, love that we're on the same page, my brother. Let's cash some tickets tonight. Yes, sir. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of the PropCast. Um, four player props each, uh, sort of a double-double, or sorry, uh, double best bet. We're on the same guy here for tonight. Hopefully it's another good night of NBA games. Uh, Chris, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, my man, and let the people know where they can find you on social media? Nah, man, I think uh, I think we did a pretty good job. You know, hopefully we can go 8-0. It's always the goal, but if we finish profitable, then we're, we're happy. Um, and, yeah, that's all I got. Appreciate you having me on, as always, Munoff. Uh, definitely, you know, check out the podcast. Uh, subscribe, you know, turn the notification bells on so you guys can, can get those delivered immediately. Uh, you guys should have plenty of time to, you know, ample time to put them in after we get done. Yep. Uh, hopefully the lines aren't, you know, changed too much, but – Appreciate it as always, man. Off, let's catch some tickets, man. I'm, I'm excited for another night of NBA basketball, my brother. 100, percent my man. Uh, yeah, like Chris mentioned, make sure you subscribe uh, and follow the show, uh, the Propcast, whether it's on Apple, whether it's on Spotify, wherever you guys uh, listen to us. Leave us a rating and review; definitely helps us grow the show. Uh, we will be back, I believe, for the rest of the week. Is I think what I scheduled for Chris and myself. But uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll recap uh, what we saw in the association as far as player performances, and then we'll uh, do it as we usually do here. Make sure to follow Chris on Twitter at Chris B. Kappen, two Ps, two Ns. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Enjoy the hoops tonight. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>